Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. She's got great chat. The hideaway is open tonight. I licked at it or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's that? Does that mean we won't have any cheese? Are you joking? You are a liar, actress. 100% white type on paper. She's got the chat. Hello, and welcome to She's Got the Chat. I am Mara. And I am Ari. Happy finale! I am in a freaking good mood. Oh my gosh. I am feeling it. Me too. Me too. I'm so excited to talk about this, to talk about the season. Yeah, yeah. We're going to obviously be switching it up a little bit and giving season long awards at the end of the episode. We're also going to be going over the reunion special. Um, We only have a few episodes to get through. So this is going to be a fun episode. Yeah, I think this will be really fun. We'll get to kind of chat a little bit more extensively than sometimes we get really get to in our normal episodes. Absolutely. So in honor of the finale, I sent Ari a gift that unfortunately did not arrive on time. (laughs) I just checked 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Yes. But the gift is this. I have my half of it. It is a personalized (gasps) champagne glass. Oh, my God. I just got chills. (laughs) Mara, do you know what's so amazing about that, too? So for those who can't see, obviously, everyone, it is a champagne glass with the Love Island font. Mara on hers. I'm assuming Ariana on mine. Ariana on yours. It's Ariana. I have. I'm very excited. Thank you very much. You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> I have, we both have the water bottles. Yes. Um, and when I was in Costa Rica a few weeks ago, mine got messed up and I had to peel some of my name off. I oh. like was able to do it. So I peeled off the Anna that 
like was oh. kind of messed up into that just says Ari, but I've been really sad about it. So this oh, is dang. Great oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm also realizing that I'm wearing pink and you're wearing blue, which yeah. are the exact colors of the Islanders' um, names. They're oh either pink God. or blue. Is it fate? I think it's fate. <laughs> <laughs> We're color coordinated today. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I have to tell you a little bit about why I'm in such a hype mood. I've had a fun weekend. Yeah, tell me all about it. What did you do? So I went out on Friday night. I've like, I don't know. I feel like I'm never this person, but I've been busy, busy, busy. Went out last night, went to a game. Tonight I'm going to a a succession uh, season four premiere party. I fucking love succession. Oh my god. I was kind of losing interest, but I will say the finale of episode three really drew me back in. Oh, the good. finale of episode three is one of the best episodes of television I've ever, ever seen in my I life. I completely agree. It was it's so incredible. good. It was so yeah. good. Okay, but so last night, oh, and just a quick <laughs> note, Gabe is gone. He's watching his little sisters play volleyball today, and so mm-hmm. I have my door open, and the cats are on one, so that's just inevitable. <laughs> they would be screaming at the door if it was closed, since they don't have him to pay attention right. to, to them, so this is the better of the two options but if you hear melvin no i'm not torturing him he is just the most talkative dramatic cat in the world he's very talkative (laughs) talkative. okay so last night we go to the nuggets game i feel like maybe i've mentioned this on the podcast before but i'm a big denver nuggets basketball fan and we were playing the bucks who are the number one team in the east but also the number one team in the nba the nuggets are the number one team in the west so it was like a big game big deal yeah yeah and our friend from college is a huge bucks fan and it's just like a whole like thing it's Uh i was i mainly was like they literally can't lose because i can't handle diego if they fucking beat us at home (laughs) (laughs) so we won and it was amazing it was a vibe that's awesome but in the middle of the game also known as (laughs) halftime There was this unbelievable halftime show, and this is very uncommon for Ball Arena. So it started with the Average Joes, which is a dance troupe that comes out sometimes during halftime. It's like young to middle aged to old, skinny, fat dudes. Like just random, average. I mean, this is their shtick, obviously, right? Who come out and like dance like cheerleaders, and it's so fucking cute and fun. But this time, they do their performance, and then two of them take off the white t-shirts that they're all wearing, okay. and they reveal like that they're wearing Nuggets shirts underneath, and the announcer comes over the loudspeaker and goes, everyone, it's 3.03! Oh, wow! <laughs> they did the thing! <laughs> <laughs> they were doing the thing! Oh my god, all that's so funny. Night. So Gabe and I are there, our friends who we have our tickets with had COVID. That's such a bummer. Such a bummer. So we brought his stepdad and his 16 year old sister okay and it was just such a moment for me of like this was our generation like this is his stepdad was like no idea who these people are his 16 year old sister was like never heard a song in my life Gabe and I were like this is the most iconic nostalgic (laughs) moment of our life amazing (laughs) and obviously we're in Colorado 303 is the area code here they are from Boulder that's their whole thing they're big into like Denver sports and all that sort of stuff anyway it was just like very exciting and I all morning (laughs) I've been like laying in bed listening 
listening to 303. Oh like, I'm having just a fun, a fun day for, for myself over here. That's awesome. What a <laughs> I'm like, great trip down memory lane. Such a great trip down memory lane. And I'm lane, and I'm also like, is it me or do these songs kind of slap? Yeah, 100% they slap. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, bring it back. They're very popular on TikTok. Are they? Yeah. They've got a really big following of like nostalgia, but also like a Gen Z resurgence. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. That's probably why they got hired for that. Maybe. I mean, I also just feel like they're such a like Denver, Colorado staple. Oh, are they from Denver? They're from Boulder. Oh, that's which is the 303 thing. That's the area code here. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. That makes that sense. sense now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just felt like I was living my like 13, 14 year old dreams. Yeah. And it was so funny. And like the crowd was like, who are these people? And Gabe and I were like singing every song. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just, I just have been in such a good mood since then. It, like oh also my God. the win and all of it. It was just a great night. And I oh, am that's really so fun. ready to chat about the show. But I just, yeah, I'm running a little bit late because I was in bed alone for about an hour this morning. Just like, don't Jamming. trust a hoe, never trust. <laughs> Trust a hoe, don't trust me. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, what is happening? Anyway. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to also bring up is the TikTok I made addressing the Rosie Ron situation yes. that got a lot of traction on our Instagram, actually. A lot of comments from a people. A lot of haters. Yeah. I think it. I think it earned us our first one-star review on Apple. Um, I, I agree with that. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately for us. I just, yeah, I wanted to acknowledge that it was very interesting to hear everyone's feedback, generally speaking. Definitely took it to heart. I still don't agree. I don't think that... <laughs> I took think it to Ron's- heart, but you fuckers are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My mind's not changed. Let's. That's it. It is what it is. Yeah. But... I thought it was really f- funny. I loved all the uh, comments. So please keep commenting whether you agree with us or not. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I think what's interesting about it, and we'll get into this when we get into the reunion, is that Rosie and Ron were like, we like squashed this and it was not a big deal like for us. Yeah. That same day we got over it. But the public have really, really like sunk their claws into this and like don't want to let go mm-hmm. of it. Obviously, we felt really strongly about it last week. Other people are obviously feeling super strongly about it. Yeah. It feels like a representation of the larger conversation about like, are you pro-Ron or anti-Ron? I agree. It's like, and especially because now we can kind of talk about it knowing where they placed to the finale. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was picking up what the producers were putting down in regards to the love that they were showing to Ron and Lana mm. and like the push that they were having for them. I mean, the whole game plan thing that Ron laid out that Sammy was like that. You just laid out your game plan. I'm like, hey, that is exactly what he did. And it worked to get him second place. And I feel like I just I feel like you and I just kind of like saw through all of that. And that was why when watching Ron and Lana, I was just kind of like, now I'm not saying that Ron doesn't like Lana. I think he does, but I do think he was like trying to maneuver the both of them together to get where he wanted them to get. Which is just to be clear, like 
not a problem. Right. We support that. That is, right. to a certain extent, how you have to play this game. There were ways in which I think he didn't do it the best. And right. he could have been just more subtle about like generally yeah. i mean i'm all for it becoming a more blatant game like yeah. where that is more discussed right but generally yeah. like an unspoken rule is that you kind of don't do that maybe yeah. you go in with your game plan but you aren't on tv talking about your game plan or talking about being a audience member of the show previously and it's an interesting fourth wall yeah. breakage, but it's also right. just not something that we're used to seeing. I think that just to like be really clear about this, where our dislike for Ron comes in is much more like in his treatment of Lana yeah. and how he's yeah. handled other situations, not that he's a game player. Like we're obsessed right. with Sammy and Sammy is game player, the ultimate sure. game player this season. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that like so often these shows can put the people on it on these like pedestals and they're trying to because they're trying to manipulate the public opinion and my issue is all of this like now you're wrong Ron and Lana, 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 is coming from a place of like you're just watching what the producers want you to see mm. and you got to look a little bit beyond it what else are we seeing here let's peel back some of the layers yeah, let's, let's pull the curtains pull the curtain aside people like yes look a little bit beyond Yes. What's simply it, presented to you. Exactly. Ask yourself, why is this happening? Right. Why might they want me to feel this way? Yes. That is why you and I are doing this podcast so that, that we can why. present we can present this peeled back curtain layer for you. Exactly. <laughs> so just to wrap it up. Right. We hear you. We hear you. And we're right. <laughs> yeah. We hear you, but, like, maybe consider Ron is not, like, this... A lot of people thought he was being bullied, too. I didn't really get that at all. Like, no one was coming after him. He was just not really good friends with Casey, Will, and Tom. That's not fucking bullying, guys. Right, exactly. This will not be the end of that conversation because we will be having an interview with somebody who has been very vocal in that very TikTok comments section. About being a Ron Stan. So (laughs) don't ever say that we wouldn't platform a dissenting opinion. 100%. We will happily platform (laughs) dissenting opinions. Yes. We love to hear it. Okay. (laughs) Let's just quickly say, I think we forgot to say this at the end, or at the beginning, rather, of our last episode. Please, as always, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at She's Got The Chat. Please leave us a rating and a review. And if you do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we may just read it here. Like this week, we are reading one from Tim underscore Tom 24, Transcendent Podcast. He says, Mara, <laughs> Transcendent. Transcendent. Yeah. They are the voices of our generation cracking on till the dawn. 100% my type on audio. I love it. Thank you, Tim Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> All right, Ari. Let's do this. Let's, let's chat. chat. So we are in episode 63. That is fucking crazy. What a commitment this is. I know. We immediately see that Ron and Lana are chatting, and Lana is asking, don't you think that it's wild that birds don't feel electricity because of the gravity? (laughs) This was 
I, I that's why I wrote immediately. Immediately, <laughs> we're given this scene between Ron and Lana. That is gifted, bonkers, gifted, gifted, gifted. this scene, <laughs> gifted, absolutely bonkers conversation between. Them. <laughs> this is like one of those <laughs> conversations that would normally just be in unseen bits. Yeah, but I'm like, put it in the real show always. Yes, Ron is like. I don't think it's because of the gravity. And Lana's like, but birds don't have gravity. <laughs> oh my God. And then she's like, wait, do birds have gravity? And then Ron's like, well, everyone, everything has gravity because it's the earth. And she's like, well, then how do they fly? And Ron is like, with their wings. <laughs> and she's like, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't believe it. I, I could it. not believe it. With that unbelievable conversation about birds and gravity and all of the things that make the, the world go round, Ron and Lana's family arrive. And I just want to say before we get into any of this that it is such a relief to see these family visits return to how they should be. They're yeah. not over video. They are not, was it, I think it was last season where they did come to the villa, but they weren't allowed to touch. Yes. They weren't allowed to hug or anything. Yeah. So this was just a beautiful episode for that reason. And, I agree. You know, it's always a sweet episode, but it felt like a return to pre COVID times. I agree. It was nice. Lana's mother and sister arrive and Ron's dad and brother. So we see a conversation first between Lana, her mom and sister, her mom and sister say that they're really proud. They're happy. She has Ron. Lana says that Ron treats her really well. And her sister asks about the start to their journey and all the shit that Ron was doing. And Lana says that in hindsight, she felt like he was always with her. And then her mother and sister say that they seem like she's gotten a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. Something that happens across the board in these family visits as well is the families will be like, we're so proud of you. You've done so well. You've mm -hmm. come across just exactly how you are. Mm -hmm. And much of the time I'm like, yikes. Yeah. Very concerning. <laughs> Wait, what do these people are in real life? Oh yeah. That's also true. I think yeah. that they're always trying to be like, I'm so proud of you. Like da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I yeah. mean they're not gonna come on and be like, Well, we'll see. We'll we'll get to it. But that's yeah. a part of the script, a part of the script that we see in these family visits. So it is definitely. We now see Ron talk to his dad and brother, and his brother is saying, I can't believe you have a girlfriend. His dad says that Ron's mom is over the moon. And Ron says he wouldn't have made Lana his girlfriend unless he knew that she would get along with the family. He's always saying stuff like this. I wouldn't yeah. have made her my missus if. <sighs> He's constantly justifying having made her his girlfriend. Yeah, but also the way that he talks about it is very patriarchal. Like there's no. Yeah. It's not like Lana had a choice in it. He's yeah. Like, yeah. I made her my missus. Anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. It was Sorry his to decision. The stands, but the Ron slander will continue. <laughs> uh, Ron's brother asks him if he's going to move to Manchester, and he says no, but they're going to have their bases in yeah. the two different cities and kind of take it from there. Lana's family then joins Ron's family, and both families say that they make a good couple and they seem happy. Ron asks if Lana's family has any hesitations about him. And her mom says that she thought he was good looking and had the chat. And her mom says that Ron has really redeemed himself. 
Ron then apologizes for making her cry. And then they kind of like hug. The families leave. And on the way out, Lana's mom and Ron's dad say that they can tell this is real because of the way that they look at each other. Mm. A, we should come up with a term for that. Like a. Yeah. An endorsement. Endorsement. I like that. Adding it to the lingo list. Yeah, so they get a good family endorsement of their relationship here. Yeah. And once they leave, we see Tanya's mom and aunt arrive and Shaq's sister and her best friend, Levi, yeah. arrive. It's Shaq's sister and the sister's her best, best friend. friend. Yeah. Interesting. I know. I thought that was interesting, too. As Tanya is walking with her mom and aunt, I have an aha moment. Mm. They're all like kind of walking and like boing, 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 like making little like. Oh, what uh-huh. are they doing? Bouncing, kind of. Yeah, they're like bouncing, but they're also like doing like, are they doing like, like vocal a thing. Like in yeah. sync with each other. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, maybe Tanya is just <laughs> like this and it's not her being disingenuous. Yeah, I think it's just who she is. Yeah. It's like it's annoying to me, is. but it was cute to see her do it with her family. I agree. Yeah. Tanya says that Shaq has been so nice to her since day one. And her aunt mentions the ups and downs and talks about Casa. They're like, we love you and support you, but you shocked us. <laughs> this is yes. the correct response. Yes. But then they're like, Shaq was strong and it shows where you are now that he loves you for real. We then see Shaq and his family and Shaq asks what they think of Tanya. They are like immediately like, uh. <laughs> but then Levi, the friend says that he thinks that Tanya is nice and has a lot to offer, but she's done him dirty, which was hard to watch. And it seems like they get along. His sister says that she's protective and that he seems happy. And she's glad, but she's not really happy with how some of the situations went down. And she wishes that Tanya had dealt with things differently. Shaq then says that they've gone through a lot and made mistakes. And his sister says, just don't be so quick to forgive moving forward. Mm. I thought this was really interesting. I did, too. Not a family endorsement. (laughs) No. And we see like a lukewarm family endorsement a little bit later on. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I thought it was good advice and definitely how I felt watching it. I can't imagine if Shaq was my actual loved one. I feel like he's my loved one. But if he was my actual brother, oh my gosh. I mean, this sister probably really held back on how she was actually feeling about things. A hundred percent. I mean, she's also a camera. So it's like she doesn't want to look. She doesn't want to look bad and be like, fuck this girl. Like she's treating you like shit. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of what she was saying. Mm hmm. Yeah, so we see the families get together now, and Tanya's aunt says, we've seen you fall apart and make up, and I think it's love. Shaq says that the sister who is here is the nice one, and his (laughs) older sister, who would be more harsh, is not here. Yeah. She says it's hard to see him emotional upset, and he's all in, and I want whoever he is with to give the same. Tanya's aunt said that Mm -hmm. when Tanya came in with Martin, they fell off the couch, and Tanya says everything we've been through is worth it in the end. I think that the sister, as they're leaving, kind of goes, you're kind of on my good list to Tanya. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk when we get out. I feel like this entire scene was just Tanya, again, not taking accountability, like actual accountability. 
Yeah, I think that she was just a lot of like, I know I fucked up and like, let's all just kind of move on from it. That was like the vibe. But she said that in so many words. She basically, that was the vibe, but what she was saying was basically, let's just move on. Like she, there wasn't really an acknowledgement, which is interesting because we even saw Ron and then we'll see Will as well do the thing. They apologize to the family for hurting their loved one. Yeah. Tanya mm-hmm. did not do that, or we were not shown that. That's true. Ooh, Tanya. I know. <laughs> After Tanya and Shaq's families leave, yeah. Tanya ITMs that it went so well and it was the best day of her life. <laughs> <laughs> the delusion. delusion. The delusion is so real. It's so true. Anyway. (laughs) Next in is Sammy's mother, Wendy, her sister, Courtney, and Tom's mom, Maxine, and sister, Laura. I love that you started taking note of the names at this point. (laughs) At that point, I was like, I need to do a better job. (laughs) So I apologize to Shaq and Tanya and Ron and Lana's families. I did not write your names down. Sorry. That's beautiful, Mara. That's what Tanya could learn from that display of accountability. (laughs) I never have an issue admitting I'm wrong. (laughs) I can be wrong a lot. Side eye. Yeah. Okay, so we see Tom. He immediately starts crying. It was cute. Uh, His family calls him Terrace Tom, which was hilarious. (laughs) Tom's family say that Sammy is amazing, and they like how Sammy tells him how it is and that she's stunning. His sister says that they make a good couple and that they're always really, like, affectionate with each other. They talk a little bit about Casa, and Tom's sister says that Sammy has nothing to worry about. We now see Sammy with her family. And they are so proud of her. They say she's doing so well. They tell her they've missed her so much. They love Tom. And they say that he obviously adores her. Mm-hmm. Sammy asks about whether her nan likes Tom. And they confirm that she loves Tom. Very. That was cute. A very good grand parental endorsement. Yes, very good. I loved it. Sammy was like, what does Nan think? They're like, oh, she loves him. <laughs> I know. So cute. It was really cute. Their families now get together. And Tom's family is saying that Sammy is gorgeous. They make such a good couple. They like that she puts him in his place. And Sammy's mom wants to go to karaoke with her. <laughs> cute. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> Oh, that feels like a strong endorsement. Mm-hmm. Sammy's mom asks about Casa, and Tom says it was one of my lowest points, but him and Sammy agree that it ultimately made them stronger. Yeah. Next in is Kai's mom, Jill, and stepdad, Kenny, and Sanam's mom, Gayatri, mm-hmm. and her best friend, Inman. Kai talks with his family and his parents say that they're really proud kai says that sanam is really nice and his mom says that she's him like she's a little bit of him Mm -hmm. sanam's family is saying that they're so proud of her her mom loves kai and she liked it when he said he would look after her very cute sanam asks what her dad would have thought of him and her sister says that he would have loved him did we know I don't think we passed. I don't think we did. I feel like that wasn't mentioned before. And I was kind of like, why was this not mentioned before? I would have loved to hear more about this. 
this is my consistent feeling over the past few weeks with Kai and Sanam. I'm like, why didn't we know that? Why are we not hearing them have more conversations about how their families are both Caribbean and similar? Mm-hmm. Like, so weird. That's what I want to see. Like, that is yeah. the the real humanness of these people that is just being totally yeah. left on the cutting room floor. Yes. And it's like, it's interesting because obviously Kai and Sanam win. And, spoiler alert. <laughs> and, like, literally... I feel like we barely got to know them. They were the le- least problematic and least dramatic, but we didn't get to see any kind of like real relationship between them develop because all the other nonsense was kind of like spotlighted. And I love, don't get me wrong, I love all the other nonsense, but you gotta <laughs> pair don't it. Take out the other nonsense. That's not what we're saying. Yeah, you gotta pair it with some of the like real shit that people go through. Totally. Like, give us the heartbreaks, give us the. The, like, my fucking dad died. And let me tell you about how that's affecting me and my relationships and, like, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Yeah. That's what I want to see more yeah. of, at least. I totally agree. But this was a very, very heartbreaking and heartwarming moment. They, yeah, yeah her sister says that their dad would have loved Kai and Sanam is crying. Yeah. Their families then meet and Sanam says that Kai has been looking after her and her mom says that of all the guys here he's the most mature Sanam compliments his parents and say you've you've raised Kai so well he's so kind and treats me so well and then they both ITM this like family acceptance and approval this family endorsement basically yes next we see Jesse's mom Alice and sister Rachel and Will's dad Andrew and brother Tom right off the bat I think to myself oh yeah. This is why Will is the way he is. A hundred percent. Yeah. His dad and brother are exactly like him. They are carbon copy. Like yeah. it is wild, 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 wild. The way Will and his brother were like playing around too. I was just like, oh my gosh, they're just like roughhousing constantly. And the dad even, the dad even. Yeah. We'll get into it. But yeah, it was iconic. And Jessie is automatically so emotional. She didn't think that anyone was going to show up for her yeah. because her family has never left Australia. That was insane. I could not believe that. I know. I guess it's expensive to fly anywhere else in the world from Australia. Definitely but also it's easier to get to South Africa from Australia than it is from the UK. So like I totally my initial thought was, oh, if any family will be there, it will be Jesse's. But obviously, like I didn't know that they have never left the country. Like how amazing. Yeah. For Jesse. Jesse was like, oh, my God, you got a passport. Yeah, exactly. Like I that know. was so crazy. So I was also cute. like, when did she get this passport and how quickly do passports turn over in Australia? <laughs> Does it takes like ITV, months to get one here. Right. Does ITV <laughs> expedite? Or I bet they do. Or are they just in contact with all of the families of the islanders early on? That's being possible. Like you might be coming to South Africa, like prepare or like yeah. is that something that the islanders are talking to their families about before they even go on the show? I don't know. But yeah, yes, I would love a little peek behind the scenes here. The next time one of the islanders does an AMA, I will ask that question. Okay, great. <laughs> We'll report back. Yes. <laughs> Jesse is sitting with her family and she asks what they think of Will. They say that they all love him. Jesse says that she feels like Will would fit in so well with them. They talk about Casa and the mom says that she was really worried about Jesse. She cried at work, mm-hmm. but that they've gotten through it. 
Will asks his family what they think of Jesse and his brother says that he could really see a future for them and his dad says that she would fit in really well with the family. And his dad says that Casa Amor wasn't really nice to watch. And his brother says that he really messed up, but he got back on track. And then his dad mentions that Will is punching with Jesse. <laughs> yeah. And this is where there's like a little roughhouse moment between Will yeah. and his dad, too. Yeah. Yeah. My God. They must just have so much fucking fun on the farm with like baby right. animals. Just like messing right. with each other and joking and like being. Just like goofing off. And, oh, my God. So fun. Yeah. I know. Also, I loved Will's brother's outfit. He's oh, very yeah. stylish. Yes. And also, they look the oh, same. I just, I, could, I like, this yeah. Will's family was sh- so wild for me to watch. I would watch <laughs> a TV show about his entire family. I mean, I could see that happening. Yeah. The families meet now, and Jesse is like, we both have so much energy. The sister <laughs> says that she's surprised that Jesse went for Will originally, or that she was surprised originally that Jesse went for Will because mm-hmm. he's so different from what she typically goes for, but that she thinks that that's the magic of it, and that's why it works. They talk about being boyfriend and girlfriend, and Will's brother says that it is great to see them in person, and you can see the chemistry. This is a clear endorsement. Will apologizes mm-hmm. to Jesse's family for his actions and Casa Amor, and Jesse's family says that her dad gave his blessing and wants her to marry Will, <laughs> and Will is I like, know. oh, <laughs> my like, that's the best thing that ever could have happened. I know. Unreal. (laughs) It is then nighttime in the villa and the islanders get a Pagatfi text. The vulnerable couples are standing at the front. And as a reminder, those couples include Sanam and Kai, Ron and Lana, Jesse and Will. The public have been voting. The first couple safe is Sanam and Kai. There is then an extremely dramatic rendition of Larger Than Life by the Backstreet Boys playing in the background. And the second couple safe is Ron and Lana, which means Will and Jesse are going home. Mm. I know. I was so sad. Yeah, but also not surprised. We did predict this. Yeah, we did. Sanam whispers to Kai that she feels responsible for that and cries. Did we determine that Sanam and Kai had voted for Will and Jesse? We did guess that, yeah. So this is like confirmation of that. Yeah. And Will and Jesse say goodbye to the Islanders. They're very positive and happy on their way out. There's kind of nothing else you can do at this point. Mm -hmm. Ron is really sad about Will leaving and like, oh, Will's like such a staple of the villa. And it's like, okay, but you also voted for him. Right. They had to vote for someone. <laughs> but you're you're right, Ron. I agree. I also wish that you had gone instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still so surprised no one voted for Shaq and Tanya, but... Same. Shocked. It is what it is. I think these Islanders just think that, like, longevity gives you an automatic in. And yeah, it's just like, it should OG not be that way. Too. Yeah, there is. There definitely is. And... That needs to change, I think. I agree. Like, none of us give a shit by the end of it sometimes about these couples. It's like, you're toxic as fuck. I don't want to watch you anymore. Yeah. Well, no, this is actually an interesting point because, so our final four couples, first of all, they cheers to be in the being in the final. They get a text, yeah. congrats, you've reached the final. So our final four couples are Ron and Lana, who are a day one mm-hmm. couple, Shaq and Tanya, who are a day one couple, mm-hmm. Tom and Sammy, who are both bombs, but Tom was a bombshell on night one. Yep. And Kai and Sanam, Kai was an OG as well. So 
It's interesting because, like, I remember Mara and I tried to cover Love Island US last season. And then we were like, fuck this. The show's so inferior. Like, we're just going to do UK. But a part of the reason that we thought it was so bad is because they didn't shake it up enough or have enough time filming to, like, develop couples outside of OG couples and pretty much yes. all. Well, actually, I think last season all of the final couples were day one couples. Right. And I'm a bit surprised to see our finale here is not too dissimilar from that. Yeah. I agree. and I think that there's just such a protection of the original players we love to see some of the original players come in. Like, you've obviously casted them for a reason. But you just, when there's, of all the final couples, what, four, five of them? Five of them are original? That's, like, that's a lot of original people. And it's like, yes, we did get to see their whole story, their whole journey. But I'll tell you what, I didn't need to. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, the Shaq and Tanya thing, that could have ended... I don't give a shit that you boyfriend or girlfriend. I don't give a shit that you said I love you. You yeah. guys are not... I don't want to watch this anymore because I just see Shaq getting hurt over and over and over again. Right. It's like, yeah, we've seen your whole journey and it's been painful and devastating. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like, they get fourth place and they barely get any votes from the, from the public. It's just I like... Know, yeah, we'll talk about you the know, percentages. The, yeah. The producers just have... They have to take note of that and like... They have to start being, I think, a little bit more cutthroat with their cast. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there are, excuse me, like a lot of bombs who did not really get a lot of time that I would have liked to see yeah. and who could have really stirred things up if they I were given just like agree. an extra day. You I know? also think that they could have done a really a better job if this is going to be the outcome of the season. I would like to see a better OG cast. Yeah. Like, Put Sanam in the OG cast. Put Layla in the OG cast. Was it Layla or Lydia? Lydia. Lydia. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. She definitely, she definitely could have been OG for sure. She could have, and she should have been over Olivia or even Lana, to be honest, or Taunt. Like, I yep. wasn't, yeah, that blown away by by anyone from the OG cast. I think that something we've discussed is that there haven't been a ton of votes this season for like who's your yeah. favorite islander and then the one with the least amount of votes gets dumped like that would have maybe gotten olivia out would have gotten some people out and we would have gotten some fresh islanders fresh faces and that's kind of the whole point of this show is that you have to like outlast those sorts of things and i feel like this season yeah. just fell a bit short in in terms of those votes and shaking it up and all of that mm-hmm. i definitely agree i definitely agree All right, moving into episode 65, our finale episode. We get a montage of everybody getting ready. Maya Jama comes in with champagne. They dance. She introduces us to the finalist, and it segues into their final morning. (laughs) Should we talk about the finale dresses? Yeah. Okay, so I took notes of the finale dresses like not that they were wearing for the live finale but that they were wearing for the final like declaration ah, of love. so i okay. might need to look them up but i will say i vividly remember lana's so i don't need to yep. that one it was bad Describe it, for <laughs> us. it is i'm gonna look it up sorry champagne slash gold colored strapless sequined dress but had a 
pinkish, ruffly, side-angled bottom to it. Mm-hmm. Deeply unattractive. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Oh, it's fluffy. It's fluffy at the bottom, not ruffled. Fluffy here. and also, no, I got. I pulled up a picture. Okay, and perfect. strapless. Yeah. I, I just, for some for someone who's short, I don't think that this kind of cut on her works. Yeah. It's you- a similar cut as the final date dress that I also hated. Definitely. I'm going to say, like, I'm, I'm going to give it maybe a four out of ten just because she looks beautiful. If she was in a different dress, it would be a yeah. look. But yeah. this dress sucks. I loved Sammy's dress. I thought her dress was cool. So Sammy is wearing a strapless black dress that has mm-hmm. a big slit up the thigh with, like, a silver. Rhinestone. Rhinestone. Like, how would you even describe that? Like, like a, threaded. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's a vibe. Sammy always kills it. She, again, yeah. has a nice slicked back do. Eight out of ten, I would say. Yeah. Tom looks Eight hot. He's wearing black pants and, like, a cool, yeah. colorful shirt. They look very good together. They do look really good together. I agree. Tanya yeah. is wearing a... Just little mini white dress. Yeah, also strapless. Strapless mm-hmm. is in. I can't. I'm not in. I, no. No. Bring back 303. Don't bring <laughs> back strapless dresses. The one thing I'm okay with coming back is gauchos. I'll take that. But other than that, gauchos. leave the style where they were. God, they're so comfy. That's <laughs> true. They are comfy. I do agree with that. I saw this TikTok that was like <laughs> um, cropped flared yoga pants yeah. are coming back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I still own a pair of flared yoga pants from Aerie from like quite literally 2010, probably. And I, yeah, I still have them. I still love them. They're great. That's great. They held this up. like whole They're back trend in. cycle going so quickly makes me just not want to ever get rid of any clothes. Well, the fashion cycle used to be every 20 years and now it's about every 10 or yeah. 15. Yeah. And that's way too soon. Uh-huh. 10 years ago it's just it's just i don't know we're too young for like the clothes from our childhood to be back yeah i agree tanya's dress is a little bit interesting it has like a bow and a long train oh, thing kind I of in the I back i forgot about the train that's i actually cool. think she looks gorgeous this is one of my favorite she, tanya looks yeah i agree i think it looks good she always looks really good in white yeah i'm gonna give this a nine out of ten so what do you think of sanam's dress I was not a fan of Sanam's dress. I like the silhouette. I don't like the color. Oh, interesting. I don't mind the color. It's kind of like a light green. Sage green. It is like one of my favorite colors just in general. So that's probably why I don't mind it. I think it looks pretty good on her. I I just don't like the top of it. I don't like the Mm. cut. The across the the shoulder? Yeah. She's so fucking pretty. She's so stunning. Stunning. Literally. No, I think that the sage green, like, isn't a great color for her. It's not mm-hmm. that bad, but I would have loved to see her in, like, a jewel tone. Like an mm-hmm. emerald green dress. That would have mm-hmm. slapped. Yeah. Or purple. Oh, my God. Like a royal purple. Seven out of ten. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. The Islanders cheer. Final. Final. The boys bring in mimosas for the girls and for themselves. Then they get a text. Tonight they will attend the Love Island Ball. But first they have to brush up on their dance moves. Ugh, this part is so boring. I know. They do the <laughs> dance routine. Sammy and Tom are doing pretty well. The dance teachers leave. 
Shaq and Tanya chat. Shaq is like, I would love to do something like that on the outside and go salsa dancing. Oh, he's so fucking cute. <laughs> the girls get a text, and it is time to pamper and indulge spa day. These spa are always day. the lamest spa days in the world. They sit around in sheet masks and robes writing yeah. in their journals. I will say I was kind of glad they skipped through a lot of this like fairly quickly because it was like, yeah. okay, nobody really cares that much about this part. The girls get ready and leave the villa. They arrive at the spa. Sammy says, I think we all knew who we were when we came in here, but we're leaving better versions of ourselves. And Lana says it's really nice to have the family approval. Back at the villa, the boys are trying to write their declarations of love. They talk about wanting to include things in their declarations that they haven't said to the girls before. And back at the spa, the girls are writing their declarations. Tanya says, just speak from the heart. Mm-hmm. So Nam suggests talking about the journey. Genius. I know. <laughs> Lana says she doesn't do soppy very often. And Tanya says, this is my chance to get it all out. We cut back to the villa. The boys walk out into the villa and it's decorated for the event. They're all dressed in a tux. Our first out is Sammy. She's wearing a really nice wine red color. I definitely need to remind myself what these dresses look like. It has kind of an asymmetrical top with like a boob cut out and then two pieces that go over one shoulder. It might just be because I'm obsessed with Sammy and she's so stunning. I gave this a 9 out of 10. Ooh, it's like silky. It's pretty. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I would give that a 9 out of 10. I like the fabric a lot. Yeah, that's great. She could wear literally anything. That's the thing. She could wear anything. Tanya is wearing a blue dress with, like, silver straps. Yeah, okay, yes. So, yeah, so she's wearing this, like, really pretty, like, turquoise blue with, like, rhinestone straps. It's really pretty, actually. I like it a lot. Yeah, and then she has her hair back, and she's wearing matching earrings. earrings. Yeah, that kind of are matching the straps. I know. I thought it was really pretty. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I would give that an 8 out of 10, too. I like that dress a lot. It's nice. Okay, and then we have Sanam. Her dress is light pink, and it also has an asymmetrical top. I didn't love this. I didn't either. It's not my favorite color on her. Agreed. I just, I feel like she keeps wearing all of these, like, pastel, like, muted pastels, and I'm just like, put her, she has such beautiful skin, put her in a fucking jewel tone. Mm-hmm. I oh. gave Sanam's a uh, 6.5 out of 10. That's fair. It does look good on her. Again, she could wear anything. Yeah. And Lana. Lana, honey, this dress. I know we talked a little bit about it last week. <laughs> I may have cut that out. I don't remember. I think you might have. So Lana comes out. She's wearing a pink and black strapless dress. And when I say pink, it is hot pink. Like, these are the colors that I had on my braces mm-hmm. when I was jamming out to 303 yes. at 13 years old. Yes. I said it reminded me of middle school, 2004, yes. when pink and black was all the rage. Yes. Exactly. And it is strapless. Like, the top of it is hot pink, and then the body is black, and then there's, like, a hot pink thing coming out of the back as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, if this is what's coming back, at least that's on the 20-year cycle. (laughs) (laughs) 
holy shit that was 20 years ago it makes me want to die a little bit i'm not gonna (laughs) (laughs) i gave this a five out of ten for lana that's generous i'm gonna give it a four out of ten okay i was feeling generous because i was feeling overwhelmed with positive emotion at this point in the season that's fair It is nighttime now in the villa. Everyone is seated in their couples, and up first for their declarations is Sanam and Kai. Sanam gives her speech and says that she immediately knew upon their first conversation that Kai was the one for her. She liked his intelligence, his kindness, his values, and that he always makes her laugh. He makes her feel like a princess and the only girl in the world, and she is excited for their future. Kai then says that his journey was not easy, but then he met her. He thinks that she's kind, caring, and intelligent. He feels that their goals, their dreams, and morals are aligned. And he's not met someone so compatible for him. They have the same values and background, and he's excited for the future. Sammy and Tom go next. Sammy calls Tom tall, dark, and handsome. And his chat's not bad either. She says that he is the kindest and most caring man, even when she didn't want to open up to him. And she again brings up that Tom wrote her the poem. This could have been the play of the season, Mm -hmm. (laughs) given how much of an impact it had on Sammy. And so she returns the favor and reads him a little poem. Yeah, that was cute. Tom goes next and says that his journey was crazy. He thinks that Sammy is gorgeous and has a personality to match. Tom is saying that he feels like he can open up to her easily and he's not usually that kind of person, but he's excited for their future together and he says, I love you. I have Mm -hmm. to say, when we were discussing his hyping up his I'm falling in love with you that he did at their final date, I was like, Tom is a player and he knows that he's going to save the I love you for the declaration yeah. of love. So yeah. just a quick pat on the back for myself here. I was yes, right. Good. Yeah. Sammy it was says, so I cute. Too. I was like, oh. <laughs> Mara's note is, well, I'm crying. Oh, I'm lol. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little tear, a little tear, a little baby I tear. So cute. I was going to say that there was a lot of chatter online about how Tom only ever talks about Sammy being attractive and never says anything outside of that. But I totally disagree. Yeah, I disagree too. He definitely mentions quite a lot how hot Sammy is, which I get. How could you not? She's so hot. But I think he talks a lot about, like, the family says, like, she tells it how it is. He puts, she puts him in his place. Like, he likes the fact that she's, like, a strong-willed woman. Yeah. And I don't know, that's pretty attractive to me, a guy who doesn't like need to be fucking alpha all the time. Totally. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the public just like wanted to hate Sammy and Tom, and I hmm. don't really understand that narrative either. Hmm. So, catch us in our catch us in our comments again, guys. <laughs> we discussed last week that sammy did kind of fuck them over by getting involved in the drama the past few weeks i think had she not done that they would have won mm-hmm. i mean maybe not given this whole narrative but i mean they're my favorite couple to come out of this season so yeah i agree i think they're gonna be and i think they're gonna be really fun to watch like online tom has the whole three musketeers thing on lock 
mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of Sammy and Claudia hanging out. I think that they're going to have a lot of great like parasocial play. Yeah. We're going to see a lot from them online that we're all going to be watching for years to come. Same with Will and Jesse. Definitely. Yeah. So Lana and Ron are next up. Lana says that she knew when she saw his smile, she knew it was him, that their personalities match and something was missing in her life. And that was Ron. They have had their ups and downs, but they always found their way back together. Ron says that Lana is one of a kind. He calls her an angel and that she ticks every box. He did have this really funny line. He says, (laughs) people think I lost sight of you, but that was my dodgy eye going for a wander. And my good (laughs) eye was always set on you. (laughs) And I was I heard this. I was like, that's very funny. I wonder how long he was been sitting on that one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. It's funny. And it's not true. But (laughs) yeah. He says, I love you. She says, I love you, too. Again, players. They knew. Yeah. To save that for this moment. Unlike our last couple who jumped the gun by about six weeks. Mm -hmm. And that last couple, of course, is Shaq and Tanya. Tanya says that in her 23 years of life, she never thought she'd be blessed enough to meet her soulmate. I will say I did meet Lucas when I was 21 so I'm not going to shame her on the age thing but did I would I have ever said at 23 years old he's my soulmate no I don't even know if I would call him my soulmate now (laughs) oh my god Lucas I don't I don't believe in soulmates I think that's just dumb I don't yeah um but no I agree I mean I I met Gabe when I was 22 but mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been like, I, I've just been waiting for you my whole right. two years of a life. I never thought I'd be so blessed to find you. Like, it's not about being in a relationship when you're young. If that was right. what we were judging, then why are we watching the show? It's right. just, it, yeah, it's just funny yeah. for them to be like, in my 23 years, as if, you know, even Will had a, Will had a comment like this earlier. In the season where he was like, I've oh, yeah. been partying enough for the past 24 right. years or whatever. Ready to hang in the towel. I'm like, yeah. you you could drink alcohol like just a couple years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, in the States a couple of years ago. Oh, well, I meant, yeah, I know they're 18 and over there. So a few years ago would be a better but statement. Gemma, but Gemma, when Gemma was on, that was the case. Yeah. Jesus, like, I, don't I even, forgot Gemma's she was so young. not even 21 yet. Nope. She's, what, 20, probably? Yeah, she's probably 20. Yeah. Anyway, Tanya says that she loves the way that Shaq cares so much about her. She loves his smile and his heart of gold. She says, where have you been all my life? Uh, In her little voice that I now Mm -hmm. believe is (laughs) genuine. She says that they'll overcome battles, and she ends it with, I love you, boyfriend. I will say Tanya reeled in the squeakiness for this. A little bit. And I was like, okay. She's like really trying here. I don't know. Doesn't she say, where have you been on my life? She does. But that was really the only time she did that, which I thought was good. Shaq goes now and says that Tanya blew him away and he instantly knew that there was something there. He feels lucky and she has shown him that it's okay to be a big softie. He will do everything he can to make her happy. And he talks about how she pied his kiss twice in the beginning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's crying. She's crying. 
he ends it with I love you. Yeah. Everybody then dances. They jump in the pool as is tradition. Yes. Sammy, who can't swim, kind of like flops oh, into the pool and to, like into Tom's arms. <laughs> oh, thank you for taking note of that. I actually f- totally forgot to pay attention. It was really yeah. funny. <laughs> she That's just great. like falls in and Tom catches her. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Shaq and Tanya ITM that this is the best experience of their life. Everyone else ITMs that this is the best day ever. They've had the best experience ever. Kai says he's buzzing. He's got the girl. We then cut to the live finale. Maya Jammy sits down with the finalists. She asks Tom about telling Sammy that he's in love, and Sammy says she was speechless. She asks Tanya and Shaq about being boyfriend and girlfriend, and Shaq says they've had lots of ups and downs, but she's always been the girl for me. She talks to Kai and Sanam. Sanam says that Kai was always her number one, and she talks to Ron and Lana, and Ron says he didn't think he'd fall in love. Mm. Maya Jamma now announces that the vote is closed, and she can say in fourth place we have Shaq and Tanya. Woo. Do you have the breakdown, or should I look that up right now? I have it. Uh, so okay. Shaq and Tanya received 2% of the votes. Crazy. For a total of 19,753 votes in total. Wow. Embarrassing. <laughs> two percent yeah i this is i couldn't believe it this is confirmation for me that if they had been one of the couples voted on in the least compatible they would have been booted and will and jesse would have made it to the finale over them yeah i guess they wouldn't have won but was shaking things up a little bit yeah yeah do you think that they would have just gotten fourth maybe so they might have gotten fourth yeah Maya Jamma interviews them and they say that they feel that they've already won because they have each other. This is a classic. Shaq says that he felt for her quickly. Tanya says Shaq has always been on me and she loves how much he loves her. <laughs> and I'm like, this keeps coming up. She keeps saying this narrative and I'm like, you like him because he likes you. Mm-hmm. That's what you're telling. That's what you're telling all of mm-hmm. us. That's mm-hmm. not a good reason to be with somebody. <laughs> no. It's really bad. She calls him a good person, and they talk about Casa more. Tanya says it was a hard decision, and it was hard to see Shaq there on his own. Shaq says that it was really tough, and he didn't expect it, but we're here to find the love of our lives, and he always knew that she would be his. They talk about their families, Tanya and Shaq's sister, and say that once they see them together and see how much they do care about each other, things will be fine. This is a an endorsement, a potential future endorsement proclamation. (laughs) Yeah. And they recap their journey. Yeah. Maya Jamma then announces in third place, Tom and Sammy. We see Kai and Sanam look shocked because they were Mm -hmm. clearly expecting to get that third Mm -hmm. place spot. Uh, Maya sits down with Tom and Sammy and asks how they feel about being in the final. Sammy says that as soon as she walked in, she knew she wanted to go for Tom But when he went on a date with Claudia, that was when she knew that she really liked him. Maya asks them about the poem, and Tom says that it meant a lot, and those feelings were his feelings. (laughs) Maya Jamma then asks about the next step. Are you going to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Tom says yes, like they're moving in that direction. They talk about their families. Sammy says she loved his family. Maya asks them what their best moment was each. Sammy says the poem. Tom says the final date. And then we see a little recap of their time together. 
And when Tom and Sammy get third, this is when I start panicking and praying <laughs> that Kai and Sanam win. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> I know. Wait, do you know what percent of the vote they got? Yes. Okay. So Tom and Sammy got 24% of the vote, 185,572 votes. God, that is so much higher than Jack and Tanya. So much fucking higher. Wow. If you give me one second, I will tally all of the votes to tell you the total amount of votes. Okay. There were a total of 784,562 votes. Whoa. That's pretty big for a season that had lower ratings, is it not? I wonder what like the I wonder what last year's voting was. record is. Yeah. Can I look that up real quick? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whoa, this is crazy. I don't see the exact numbers, but Ekansu and Davide won this show with 64% of the vote. Luca and Gemma got 15%. Mm India and Dami got 11, 12%. Tasha and Andrew got 10%. That is a huge landslide. And it says only the 2018 Love Island winners, Danny Dyer and Jack Fincham, scored more than this with almost 80% of the votes, which is crazy. So crazy. Wow, I forgot how crazy Laura Whitmore's finale outfit was last year. Check that out. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is she wearing? Do you think that was the final nail in the coffin of her hosting? Oh my god, that's hysterical. I don't have the exact numbers for how many people voted last year, or last season. But... ITV uh, says that 3.4 million viewers watched the Love Island final across ITV2 and ITV Hub. The season 8 which final? Was, yes, which was up 100,000 more than the previous year's final. All right, so now we're going to chat with our final two couples before the winners are announced. So Maya shows us a recap of Kai and Sanan's journey. She sits and chats with them, and they say that they're shocked to be in the final. Maya says that they were late bloomers, but strong rivals. She says that you've had a roller coaster, Kai. You were coupled up with Olivia, and Kai makes a face. (laughs) Maya says, don't do that face. (laughs) I know. What did you think of that? What did I think Kai's face was, or what did I think that Maya's reaction was? Both. Like, what do you think he was, like, I guess Kai was showing, like, like disgust maybe like for having yeah. her up with olivia and then yeah. maya was like very protective i don't think she was protective i don't know I, yeah I did, I, her, her response is a little bit weird i thought yeah. that it was dude it's fine like you're past it you're here with someone that you love like it's fine move on that's fair that's fair what did you think it was awkward that maya said don't do that face yeah i was like uh He's in trouble. I felt like he got in trouble with mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Maya has come out as ultimate mommy. I would like to retract my statements about her not being an adequate host because of her age and being single. Did you say that? Well, I just was like, I think it's she's a weird choice for a host in the very beginning of the season because she's basically like the age of the Islanders and she's single. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like I thought I remember you saying that, but I thought you said it like positively like it's great that she's their age i just thought that she wouldn't have any power 
Ah. Oh, fair. She okay. does. She definitely does. Yeah. yeah. They respect her. Maya asks Kai what he thought when Sanam walked in, and he says that he loved her eyes. Maya asks Sanam about Kai, and she says that he was always her number one, and she almost says that she fell in love with him. Uh-huh. And then she's like, oh, no, I mean, uh, and then she just says it. She's like, I fell yeah. in love with his intelligence and his humor, etc." Mm-hmm. Kai says, in here you have a lot of people putting together amazing dates and experiences, but I can't wait to put in my time and effort into dates on the outside to show her how much I appreciate her. I loved this acknowledgement of the producers and the show. 10 out of 10 play by Kai. I loved it. I know the votes already closed, but holy shit. Like, great, great line and acknowledgement. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, we then get our Ron and Lana recap. Maya Jama talks to them about their journey. Lana hits the point again that they have always known that they were going to be together. Lana liked that initially Ron was really cheeky. Ron says that he thought she was a rocket. He also says that he tested himself a fair few times, but he was always coming back to Lana. Maya asks about Casey coupling up with Lana. Ron says it was sore, but they found their way back. Lana says that she needed to do her own thing for a bit. And then Maya Jama asks about them becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. Ron says that he's excited to have a missus. Lana says it was great. I know. She says, I told him I like nice, quiet, low-key things. So the fact that it was just me and him, it was perfect. And I want to pat myself on the back. Yes. That was what I said was the case as well. I was like, she probably requested a more private ask. Okay, but to be fair, I actually don't think that that necessarily negates my point that Ron undermined the producers, maybe pushing yeah. him to do something bigger. Although, what's interesting is that we didn't see anything like that this whole season except for Will telling Jesse that he loved her, but we didn't yeah. get any of the now walk to this place in the villa where this happened, now walk to this place in the villa where this happened. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's gone or if it just didn't happen this season. It will be interesting to see next season. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Yeah. So we now see videos from the final two, Lana and Ron and Kai and Sanam's friends and family saying congrats, how much they love them, and our winners are announced, and it is Kai and Sanam! Ah! Oh my god, what a Crazy. moment. Crazy. <laughs> wow. Oh my- I almost can't believe that I just said that. Like, I know. Is, oh, what a journey. I can't believe we're what here. What a journey. Yeah. They are shocked. They, they hug each shocked. other. Kai picks up yeah. Sanam and then Ron and Lana come over and Sanam and Lana hug and Kai picks up Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get a read on if Maya Jama was happy about the winners. Oh, are you serious? I thought yeah. she literally she goes, you guys, it's. It's fate. You're meant to be together. You're going to be together forever. I thought it was like almost too intense. (laughs) Okay, fair. Okay, fair. I like, I don't know why I felt like she wasn't happy. (laughs) Hmm. I feel like she's a Ron and Lana stan. Really? Oh, Maya. I think she is. I'm sure she was perfectly fine with Kai and Sanam too, but yeah. Well, we do have yeah. to point out that this is the first time that a Casa Bomb has ever won the show. Yes. Huge. 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 Yeah. 
I think it's great. I think it's like a good sign of things to come for the future. I will say this is going to sound very controversial, but I don't really mean it to be that controversial. I feel like Kyan Sanam winning is like Joe Biden winning the presidency. <laughs> it was like the lesser of all evils. <laughs> Even though yeah. I like Tom and Sammy and I don't think that they're evil at all. And I probably would have voted for them maybe over Kyan Sanam. But Definitely, it is I like, have, yeah. To me, it was like a Joe Biden vote. <laughs> yeah, it was like there were people who maybe were voting for them because they didn't like the other three. Yeah, I mean, they talk about this a little bit when we and we'll we'll talk more about it when they, we get into the reunion section. But like they never got caught up in any drama. And I feel like that was a really big reason why they ended up winning. I think people were like, oh, look at this couple that's like not getting caught up in drama, not getting like any kind of like negative backlash. Plus, on top of that, they're both like, you know, public service people like a teacher and a social worker. I saw a couple things online that was like, no one is more deserving of winning this money than like a social worker and a teacher, which I get. But yeah, um, yeah. it's like they're going to be influencers, guys. Why would you go on the show if you didn't want to do that? Well, are they? (laughs) We should do a quick check-in with all of their Instagram numbers, actually. That is a great idea. Let's do that. Kai, at the announcement of his arrival into the villa of being on Love Island, had 1,596 followers on Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. And And we should say that we're recording on Sunday, March 26th. So these are the updated numbers as of Sunday, March 26th, which is probably like a week and a half after the actual final aired in the UK. And he now has 357K. (laughs) It's okay. That's actually, that's actually pretty low for a winner. Very low for a winner. Very low for a winner. Yes. Because like. I mean, you compare that to Ekansu, who has multiple millions. Yes, I know. Like, Even Gemma. Yeah, exactly. Although she came in with clout. That's true. Sanam came in with 8,573. And today she has 381K. Wow, again, pretty low. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Lana had 3,901 Instagram followers. And as of today, she has 480,000. Okay. Yeah, that's quite a lot. More than our winners. Mm-hmm. Ron came in having 2,342. And he has now 318K. These are a lot lower than usual. Uh, he also posted a happy one month anniversary. Love you. Yeah. This is very cute. So on January 12th, Tom had 11,500 Instagram followers. Okay. And he now has 423,000. Wow. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. So Sammy had 3,501. And she now has 549,000. Okay. This is crazy then. So Tom and Sammy so far have the highest gains yes significantly and they got third place i know that is really confusing to me wait did we talk about the percentage of votes that lana and ron got versus not yet we haven't talked about that yet okay because the difference between tom and sammy and ron and lon is like six percent yeah 
So, yeah. So Lana and Ron got 30% of the vote with 235,996 votes. And Tom and Sammy had 24% of the vote with 185,572. Mm. So, yeah, 6% difference there. Mm-hmm. And then Kai and Sanam won with 44% of the vote, 343,241. So Tanya started off with 13,800. She now has 212,000. Yeah. She started off with one some of the most followers, mm-hmm. with the exception of Will, of course, who had the most. Shaq started off with 1,624. He now has 186,000. This is, uh, unfortunately, h- how it goes often. Players of color don't get the followings that white players do. So... Yeah. Everyone, please go follow Tanya, as much as I hate to say that, and Shaq. I know. And Kai and Sanam. No, it's true. They deserve the follows. You know, my God, they just got tortured for eight weeks. So, yeah. Go follow them. Go give them support. Engage with their content. (laughs) Dang, so is Sammy the winner? Should we? Let's look at Jesse and Will, too. Okay. Will started off with 115,000 Instagram followers. Mm. He now has 598K, which is... The highest, I think, but not the that's biggest high. gain. Yeah, that's right. And Jessie started off with 300,000 Instagram followers. Obviously, she was on Australia, so. Yeah. Oh, shit. She now has 813K. That's pretty decent. Dang. So weird. That is so weird. The people voting for the show are not. The people it's following not at the same on rate. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Well, honestly, Very this means that. Jesse and Will, Tom and Sammy are the real winners of the season yeah. when it comes to making money. They're going to make so much more money point. now than, yeah. than Kai and Sanam and Ron and Lana. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense given that Jesse was on an entire season of Australia, but like her number is so significantly higher than anyone else's. Definitely. I mean, she gained, what, 500,000 followers from this TV show appearance. Yeah. That's a lot. God, her abs. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the reunion. Thanks Let's for get into with the us reunion. All those statistics, statistics yes. corner. We just want to make a note that as we're recording this, we're not a hundred percent sure when this is actually going to air on Hulu. Yes. So if it hasn't aired by now, you can not listen to this part. But there's not any crazy spoilers or anything like that that we're going to get into. We want to go over it so that we can just kind of talk about the season in general, and we hope that it mm-hmm. is aired by now. But if it hasn't, you can skip this, I guess. If you're a fan. Yeah. Or if you just like don't even feel like watching Reunion, you could just listen to this and you'll be covered. That's right. That's right. So the Reunion opens with a performance by Switch Disco and No-No. Yes. I did know this song. <laughs> I think I knew the song too. Yeah. Yeah. Maya Jamma comes out and intros all of the finalists and is saying, okay, well, what happened when the Islanders returned to the UK? We see them in the airport flying home, and we see their families at the airport welcoming them home. I love that they all, like, fly back to the UK together. Yeah, me too. Maya Jama talks first to Sam in India, her two co-hosts. Who is Sam? I don't know. He is an English reality star and radio host. Since 2013, he's appeared in Made in Chelsea. He's also known for finishing in third place on Celebrity Big Brother. Mm. So he's just like someone in the reality TV sphere. 
Okay. And then India is obviously from season eight, who came in third place with Danny. He's dating Zara McDermott from Love Island. (gasps) From like season two, I think, or three. Who dated Adam? Oh, is it that Zara? Hold on. I think it might be blonde Zara from. uh, Oh, yeah. No, it's the one who dated Adam. Holy crap. That's wild. Wait, she is blonde now. She's blonde now. She I think she was maybe brunette. She was brunette on the show. Wow. Fascinating. Okay, well, that like really undermines everything that he says this entire episode about not being able to get girls. So (laughs) I feel like he's definitely punching. Holy shit. Yeah, he is punching. Oh, my God. And she That's so downgraded. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Adam Collard is very attractive. Adam Collard. But he's like so such odd. an he seems he seems like such an asshole. Yeah, I know. But bring him back for all stars. <laughs> yes, please. Please okay. do. Anyway. Maya Jamma talks first to her co-host, Sam in India. She asks them for what their top three moments are. They say Casey not pinking Cynthia. I thought that was surprising that that was in their top three moments of the entire season. Yeah. I think that honestly, they're just really trying to villainize Casey. I will not have it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you got to tell the people what you texted me the other day. Oh, no. You may have gotten to the bottom of it. (laughs) I was like, I think I like Casey so much because... He kind of reminds me of my husband only because only right now because of his hair, <laughs> the Lord Farquaad hair. Casey's hair is worse. Lucas at least has like nice curly hair, like my, <laughs> my own. And like it looks better on him, but it, they have the same haircut right now. It's the like middle part, longer hair down the sides situation. Lord Farquaad. Say no more. It is like a Lord Farquaad. Anyway. Casey's really looks like Lord Farquaad, though, because his hair is straight. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, they say one of their top three moments is Casey not picking Cynthia. Sam says it was amazing. India says that she really thought he would pick Cynthia. Sam says that uh, Keenan declaring his love for Rosie was comedy gold. Agreed. I do love that they included that in their favorite. It was pretty funny. Sam says that that always happens to him. (laughs) Again. Okay. Undermined by the girlfriend that I now know you have. Right. Um, India says that says the third is Tanya's speech to Shaq was so good and bad at the same time. Mm-hmm. They talk about Martin's face. They like show a whole clip of it and everything. They talk about Martin's face and India says that it was the lack of self-awareness, but she meant it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, good India. Maybe India listens to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maya Jamma talks about, yes, I wish too. Maya Jamma talks about shade and shows us the contenders for shadiest moments that the audience will be voting on and the winner will be revealed at the end of this reunion episode. The options are Tanya returning with Martin, Casey telling Maxwell that Jesse is fake and then mm-hmm. telling Will one second later that he doesn't think Jesse is he fake. He thinks she's genuine. Yeah. Yes. Zara calling Olivia two-faced or kissing her on the cheeks as the most two-faced. The Shaq versus Harris fight. That was Mm -hmm. a throwback. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Olivia forgetting Kai's name and Tom and Ellie's secret kiss. Maya Jamma pulled Shaq and Tanya onto the stage. Tanya looked so uncomfortable to me this entire episode. So uncomfortable. She like did not want to be there. Do you think it was because she knew that they were going to bring up Martin? 
I guess. I mean, I think it was just because she knew she was going to be in the line of fire and like probably wasn't, I think was like preemptively like had her guard up and was like, I don't want to fucking talk about this anymore. Yeah. She looked stunning. She did. She looked great in that yellow dress. Anyway, so they are talking about how weird it is to be home. Tanya says that it's nice to be a finalist, but it's hard to stay in the house when people are nitpicking you. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Maya Gemma shows a video of Shaq showing Tanya around London. They are having breakfast in bed. They're on the London Eye, which is the big uh, Ferris wheel. Shaq pops champagne properly. I did. I also noticed this. <laughs> good job, Shaq. You should include that in your tutorial. A good example. I already did the tutorial. Okay. They end their day by going to a rooftop bar, which I assumed meant it was outside, but this is London, so it is not. Right. It's just a bar. <laughs> well, it was clearly a rooftop that had been encased in um, that like plastic-y tenting fabric was it it looked dark to me i just it looked inside i could tell from the background that it was like a rooftop bar that had been encased in that it's also always so strange to see them in normal clothes i do think yeah. they actually talk about that with my ajama but it's so they funny do. to see them yeah, like they, wearing coats yeah they like mention like it's weird not being in a bikini and bathing suits yeah. all the time <laughs> yeah. so sitting there with their friends or with shaq's friends they say that he grew as a person and their friends endorse the release. Back on stage, Maya Jama asks about Tanya moving to London. She says, not yet, but I'm thinking about it. Maya Jama then asks about them saying, I love you within the first three weeks. And Shaq says that it felt right. And I don't think it was too soon. Tanya agrees. They then chat about Casa more and Maya Jama pulls Martin onto the Can stage. Can we discuss Martin's outfit? He was wearing like a two-piece outfit, right? Like a two-piece set sort yeah, but of thing. It was like very silky, and the pants were like huge. He was swimming in them, but I thought it was a I vibe. Didn't... Yeah, he usually dresses pretty well. Yeah, and then he was wearing earrings that matched his shoes, like all green yeah. earrings and green shoes. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I will say that like he does dress well, but he keeps talking about how much he dresses well. That to me is like an immediate ick. And I'm just like, yeah, stop. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of immediate icks, why don't you tell us about this conversation? They have? <laughs> yeah, be happy to. <laughs> so Maya Jama asks Martin, what part do you think you played when Tanya chose to bring you back into the villa? Which is a great question. Also, mm-hmm. Martin says that he knew that there was a connection there with Tanya, but ultimately she went back to something that she thought was stronger. And looking back on it, he's not really mad about it. This is a good play. You have to bury the hatchet. 100%. 100%. Then Shaq asks Martin about his podcast comments. And I was like, oh, shit. I know. I know. Let's fucking go. And Shaq is like, none of that happened. And if that's how you choose to speak about women, I think that's disgusting. And Martin says, if you listen to the whole podcast, that's not really what happened. But... He agrees that he just shouldn't have said it. And I want to pause here because I'm kind of like, what other context could possibly be provided that would make his comments sound any better? No. You know what I mean? No, it's not like they were taken out of context and that's what made them sound bad. Like what he said was fucked up. Exactly. It wasn't Frankenbitten. It wasn't, you know, something he didn't say. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Right. Martin apologizes. Shaq is then trying to say that Martin never said that comment. Martin disagrees. Maya Jama calls it is like call out who else was there. Call out who else could vouch for this conversation basically. And Martin's like, well, Max was there. Kai was there, but I wasn't really sure if he was listening. (laughs) And (laughs) Martin says that Shaq had made like a low comment about him. And he was just sort of like retaliating in that kind of same way. And then they kind of start to bicker. And Maya Jam is like, all right, we have to move on. We don't have enough time to talk about this. Bye. I also am like, I appreciated that Maya was asking for backups like who can back you up on this but also why didn't they just show the clip yeah right i maybe for time's sake they didn't want to i don't know maybe they didn't want to give it any more space because of how degradingly he was talking about tanya yeah and i totally i mean i think that potentially tanya and Jack had discussed that they were going to bring this up with martin and this could be why tanya was so uncomfortable and i think that Shaq handled it as always like a king mm-hmm feminist king love him yeah <laughs> Maya Jama mentions that people have gotten together post show some of the islanders so we see india sitting with zara and jordan and spencer and tanyelle they talk to jordan and zara first and zara says yes we are dating but it's early days she looks so cool i loved her outfit like a little white set we then talk about Spencer and Tanyelle. He says that he DM'd Tanyelle when she came out, and Tanyelle says that he's seeing someone. Spencer's like, yeah, uh, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Tanyelle wants to keep that part of her life private for now, and India asks Tanyelle if she wants to get anything off of her chest. So Zara and Jordan are officially over. Oh, I didn't see this. And it was very interesting because it happened – after jordan was hanging out with aaron and australian casey yes australian aaron and casey and tom and all those boys and zara posted something like she posted something online that was kind of like you know what you're doing is wrong or like i asked you not to do that kind of thing like don't fucking hang out with this guy huh about and about aaron was there beef between zara and aaron on the show no, but all that stuff with Courtney came out. Do you think that's what she's talking about? I think so. I think so. So Tanyelle says, yes, she would like to get a few things off her chest. She says that she was really happy to leave when she did, but she felt that there were people in Jordan's ear that influenced his choice of picking Ellie at the time. She basically gives a pass to Tanya and Shaq saying that like they meant really well, but she wishes that things had been addressed to her more directly. She's clearly talking about Olivia here. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of online drama that stemmed from this as well. So like Tanya made this comment and then Olivia posted on her Instagram and TikTok of like some sort of sound. I forget it, but it was basically just being like, fuck you and the haters. Like, I don't know. Like I didn't do anything wrong. Kind of like leaning into the villain thing. Mm. And then, Zara and Tanyelle and some other person, I don't think it was Ellie, it didn't look like her, responded on TikTok with like from like a different sound that was like, who do you think you are kind of thing. Hmm. And then like, it was a lot of back and forth mean girl kind of energy from both of, from all of them. Mm-hmm. It was very fascinating to watch. <laughs> hmm. Send it all to me. I haven't seen any of this. I'll try to find it. Yeah. It was a lot. I had to like... 
it was yeah i had to move around a bit yeah okay. I'll try to, if I'll we try find to it we can also just do it or stitch the videos on our tiktok so everyone can go and take yes. a look that's a good idea we now see Sam talking with some of the Casa bombs, Kane, Lydia, Ryan, Sammy, Layla, and Bailey. Kane and Lydia say that they have not gone on a date yet. So this is all following up after kind of the After Sun episode with all the Casa bombs where they're all like asking each other out, which is a yeah. good play. It's kind of all you can do Definitely. when you are a Casa bomb that did not make it back into the main villa. Yeah. Layla and Bailey say that they went clubbing and he got with one of her friends. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, in my defense, I didn't know that it was her friend. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. Layla's just like, yeah. Sam mentions that Sammy said that she fancied Ryan on After Sun. I thought this was funny because we have like knockoff Sammy and knockoff Tom, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy's like, nothing has happened because I haven't been in the country. And Ryan says, I'll have to fly to Dubai. Yeah. Well, Sammy's like knockoff Lana. I know, but yeah, Sammy, Sammy. Maya Jama then shows us a video of Tom and Sammy since being back. Um, we see Sammy meeting the soccer team. That was one of my uh, favorite scenes of the whole reunion episode, by the way. It was really cute. I liked it a lot. It was so funny because we see Tom like playing and he's not doing well. And he's like, right. Sammy, this is they're just they're doing this because the cameras are here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was also like, he hasn't practiced in eight weeks. So I don't blame of him course. for being out of, of touch with it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Sammy watches Tom practice and then the team give her a jersey, which was cute. Yeah. Uh, then they go to like a local pub that they just called the local, um, which is like, is this place so small that there's only like one bar? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to go to the UK to like have a better understanding of like the layout. <laughs> yeah. My brother lived in London for 10 years. And so oh, I cool. spent a fair amount of time there. That's actually like why I got into the show because my brother and sister-in-law, oh. and when they come on the pod, they can talk about it. But yeah. they would watch it live and were very into it with all of their friends there. But so I feel like I don't know a ton about the UK beyond just like London area. So let's definitely go, I would say. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I would love that. Yeah, we'll go that to all these places so and report back. We'll do a live Bonsley. podcast reporting from the local yes i personally would love to go to the farm will if you're listening we'll be in buckinghamshire Buckinghamshire. (laughs) so yeah so they go to the local pub and claudia is there too and they all meet friends and family Maya Jamma talks to Tom and Sammy now, and they talk about how the guys are taller in person, except for Casey. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> like, taller in person than they come off on TV. Yeah. Maya Jamma wants to know who else Sammy was interested in besides Tom. I thought this was like a whatever comment. We all know that the answer were Ron and Kai, and she mm-hmm. confirms that. Maya Jamma asks about Tom's connection with Lydia and if he thinks that he let her on. And he says, I don't think I let her on, but I apologize for hurting her feelings. Maya Jamma talks about the terrorist Tom nickname and there's a montage of all the kisses. They have some great play in that little corner watch box watching the kisses. Yeah. Where Sammy basically like turns her head and doesn't watch any of them. But then there's a clip of them kissing last on the terrace. And yeah, they do watch that and react very cutely to it. Yeah, that was cute. Maya Jamma then pulls over Zara, Ellie and Lydia, which was hysterical. <laughs> 
Like, let's yeah. get all the exes on stage. I know. <laughs> um, she goes to Zara first and she asks why they didn't work out. Zara says that we are different and not um, and just not compatible. She goes to Lydia. Maya Jama asks if it's water under the bridge. And Lydia says that she's really happy for the both of them. Ellie is last. And Maya Jama says that the secret kiss caused a lot of drama. And she then asks a little bit about the love triangle. Ellie says that she was a bombshell. She had to bombshell. Mm -hmm. Um, She loves Tom and Sammy together. And Maya Jama asks them what Sammy and Tom love about each other. And they both say everything. (laughs) Love that this like final cute moment of their relationship happens with all three of the other girls that Tom kissed up on the street with them. (laughs) Yeah. Just a quick note. That comment from Ellie. Yeah. Iconic. Bombshell's got a bombshell. Bombshell's got a bombshell. She's right. I know. That should be like bombshell protocol. Bombshell protocol. A hundred percent. Yes. Perfect. Adding it to the lingo list. Maya Jamma now shows us a video of Ron taking Lana home to Essex. And we see them out on a date ordering arancini. They talk about how they were basically on a holiday. Ron's like, we're on job. Well, actually, you weren't on job. I was maybe on job a little too much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They can't believe that they came in second. In the way that it comes off is like a, wow, how amazing way. But I do think that Ron has a little bit of like. I can't believe we came in second. Yeah. It's like how he really means it. Exactly. Exactly. I can't believe we didn't get first place. Yes. How the fuck did Kai and Sanam beat us? Exactly. Is what he wants to know. Yes. Ron's dad comes and drives them through the town, giving Lana a little tour. They go and meet with all of Ron's friends and family. And Ron, like, leaves Lana and she introduces herself to everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Without him there. (laughs) This was a relatable moment for me. I always talk about how Gabe has never introduced me to anyone in his life. I always have to be like, I'm Ari. Yeah, he's bad at it. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Maya Jamma then talks to Ron and Lana and they say that things have been really fun on the outside. Maya Jamma then brings up the fact that apparently they had a fight on the plane (laughs) and Ron explains that he was drunk and Lana was looking after for him and caring for him and that they got put into different cabs going to the same hotel so that it like didn't look good. No, they got put into different cabs because he was going, they were going to different places, I thought. Like he was going home and she was going to Oh, they were going to different hotels. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that might be right. Also, strange. Yeah. It was like, okay. But apparently the flight home was pretty rambunctious anyway. I do understand why this happened because they aren't really allowed to drink in the villa. I mean, I don't think we've talked about this very much on the podcast, but is it like a drink limit per night? I think so. I saw a clip of Will talking about how when they went to the beach club, he and Tom stole like a bottle of champagne and like got drunk that night stop and then like they weren't really like they didn't really get a lot of screen time because they didn't want to show them being drunk oh my god park. fuck they should have shown that i know i know but it was like i think it's like just another way to like protect them i think it's like a duty of care thing yeah. but i am also like be drunk and crazy i want to see it yeah <laughs> i get why ron would want to get drunk on the plane like after not being able to drink basically for the whole right. summer but i'm also like if i were lana that'd be a red flag like can you wait and we'll just like mm-hmm. go out tonight or tomorrow yeah that's true 
Sorry. I mean, slander continues. I would be celebrating. I don't know. I'm the kind to like, I I can drink a lot sometimes when I'm like very excited and celebratory. So I I do get that. But I'm not a plane plane drinker. Exactly. Awful. It's awful. I hate it. I'll get like, and then like you get off. Gabe and and I are going on vacation. Exactly. If we're going on vacation, we'll get like a Bloody Mary on the plane or something. But I'm not ever like, yeah pounding shots and it's so expensive to get drunk yeah. on a plane just like not good vibes Ron. it is <sighs> i know i also feel like drunk ron is like would be scary i know i feel like he'll be a wild like adhd like <laughs> yeah like manic manic yeah oh okay so then Maya Jama asks if they were surprised to be voted the least sexually compatible. And they say that they really weren't because they really don't do PDA. And she asks about Ron being a game player. And Ron says that things get lost in translation. And as he's watched it back, he reiterates that he would never play with somebody else's feelings like that. Also, this is interesting because I think he's the only one to mention actually watching the show back already. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he has fucking course he has of course he has of course. <laughs> he wants to see how he came he wants to see why he didn't win exactly exactly uh, but he can't make saying. it he can't make it seem too much that way because kai was his best friend in the village right and he has to look gracious exactly, exactly. yeah but he's fuming inside i know it i completely it. agree ah! <laughs> All right, so now we get into this drama that I guess we'll just be talking about for the rest of time. Maya Jamma <laughs> brings up the conversation between Rosie and Ron, and they show the clip. It cuts to Rosie, and she says that she stands by what she said and that this is the last time it needs to be addressed. And as she is talking, the crowd boos her. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> She's like, it was a misunderstanding, and it was blown out of proportion, and the crowd yells. They're like, I was like, what the fuck? Are we watching the the same show? No, clearly not. We're clearly not watching the same show. Rosie is like, people need to remember it's a TV show and you only get shown a snippet. And she says me and Ron squashed it that same day. Ron is like, we've seen it. It's fine. We've got no issue. We then see a clip of Tom, Will, and Casey, the bromance of the season. The three musketeers. (laughs) Yes. Sam talks to them. He Sam really wants to be like a part of their group. He asks Casey who the better kisser was, Tom or Rosie. (laughs) Casey Casey says it's gotta be Rosie, but I know that he wanted to say Tom. Yeah. Of course. Because they did show in the montage of the three musketeers, there was the clip of uh, Tom and Casey doing a three with kiss. I don't even remember what what girl. And then as soon as it's over, he goes, I kiss Tom. My favorite Casey moment of the season prior to definitely. meeting him. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yes. Um, and then Sam talks to Will about the Casey snake comment. So some of this happened on After Sun after Will and Jesse and Casey and Rosie left. Um, but Will says he was like pissed off. But and he calls Casey a snake, but says it is what it is. Sam asks the boys if they felt that their connection together caused a divide in the villa. And Tom says, no, we love everyone in there. They're just like really daft and like silly together. Yeah. And Will confirms he is like, we're friends with everyone, but the three of us are just the most immature. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Maya Jamma then cuts to Kai and Sanam, and we get a little clip of what their first week back in the UK was like. They drive around sale and meet with their friends and family, and Kim shows up. Kim! And <laughs> Sanam is like, it's so great to meet the famous Kim, mm-hmm. and she really does look like... She does. What, who is it? Lydia? Lydia. Lydia. <laughs> they really Lydia. look alike. Like they I, do look alike. Yeah. Love that Kim got her moment in the sun. Yeah. Kim is like, I think it's the hair. <laughs> but it's not. Their faces it's look not. alike. Their faces do look really similar. I get they have it. I hair as well, but. If I were Kai, I would have also been like, Kim? Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like, Casa more in that moment specifically was when I started to love Kai. So. 100%. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Kai and Sanam in this little clip by saying that they have been telling each other that they love each other. And now we see Maya Jama talk to them on stage. Sanam is like, things have been so mad, but in a good way. Kai says it's surreal. Maya Jama says, Love Island is the biggest show in the UK. Mm-hmm. In response to Kai basically saying that like people are stopping them and waving at them. Right. And all this Paparazzi are jumping and, out of bushes. Yeah, we're just yeah. normal people. I mean, it's just I can imagine that it's a very bizarre experience to like go in somewhere, know you're on a TV show, but like you're pretty not aware of what's going on on the outside. And then you're an overnight celebrity when you come out like that. Must right. Be fucking crazy. Insane. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Sanam says that she's happy that she might have changed the show for future contestants, that she was the first Casa girl to win it. Love Mm -hmm. it. Maya Jam is like, you guys didn't get involved in too much drama. And they both say that's just how they are. They're not confrontational. I believe this from Sanam, but like Kai was involved in a lot of drama at the beginning of the season. Especially with like Olivia and all that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even with Tanyelle and Anna May, like throwback, throwback. Yeah. There was like a little triangle situation going on with that. Definitely. Maya Jama says, let's go back to before you were coupled with Sanam. You were Tanyelle, Anna Mae, Olivia. She asks if there was a connection with any of them. And Kai and says, oh, was he with Sammy? Yeah, they were coupled up. He chose her when she very first got into the villa. Oh, shit. That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. Kai says that when you're in the villa, you really try to see what can be there. And I think all of those girls would agree. There was a friendship there. There were connections, but they weren't really genuinely romantic connections. And he says that they all seem really happy now and better suited to whomever they're with. Mostly, I think, meaning Olivia, because everyone else is single. Yeah. And that also him and Sanam are better suited than he was with any of them. Yes. We now see the Casa recoupling and Maya Jamma cuts to Olivia. I felt like Olivia was pretty absent from this reunion for how prevalent she was in the show. I agree. Which I think just happens because the reunion is really mainly focused around the finalists, like also absent. I don't even Mm -hmm. think we saw, oh, we saw maybe a tiny bit of Will and Jesse. Tiny. Right. Very little bit. Yep. Olivia says, I respect his decision to not apologize to me, and I agree it wasn't necessary. She says that she's happy for them and happy that she has Maxwell. Olivia says that she doesn't recognize herself in that clip in the cost recoupling when she came back with Maxwell. (laughs) I'm just like, uh, yes, you do. You know exactly why you said what you said. You were trying to be, like, confrontational and crazy because it's Casa. Yeah, but in general, there's a lot of burying of the hatchets in this episode, which is definitely a, a good move on all of their parts. Definitely. Yes. 
Maya Jamma then asks Kai and Sanam what they plan to do with the money, and they say that they want to keep working with kids and invest in passion projects and things that they believe in. The winner of the shadiest moment of the series is Casey thinks Jesse is fake. <laughs> so Maya Jamma sits down with him. Casey says, I didn't want to win this award, but I'll take it. And Maya Jamma says, you and Will are still mates, so it's all good. She asks what Casey and Rosie have been up to since being home. Casey says that they've agreed to see friends and family for the week. It's been really overwhelming, but they have a date scheduled for Tuesday. And I wanted to make a note that pretty much yeah. on Tuesday, Casey posted on Instagram that they're just friends. <laughs> and this date never yeah. happened. This entire scene is so awkward. He's like, yeah, yes. we just like wanted to split up and like do our own things. And Rosie is sitting there like, like with a look on her face that she is not in agreement with that. Right. Statement. My channel like asks about like how, what they've been up to. And Rosie's like, go ahead. Yeah. She's like, like yeah, you, Casey, you can know. take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like he had already ended it. I don't know. Or maybe they like agreed to, he, he then says there's a lot of pressure and we want to take it slow. So I feel like the second they got out of the villa, he was like, all right, let's reel it in here. Mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to be in a relationship. What Ron was saying is true. And I just want to make that clear, like to circle back around to this whole drama. What Ron was saying to Rosie about Casey looking for Will and Tom instead of Rosie mm-hmm. was true. Yeah. It wasn't what Rosie was looking for and needed to hear in that moment. And that mm-hmm. is maybe where we had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But it's true. Yeah, it is definitely true. Yeah, Yeah. he was in it, and that was what he got out of it, is a little bit of exposure and two good friends. He never was going to walk out of the show with a committed partner. No. Maybe with Lana. Yeah, doubt it. I doubt it, too. (laughs) Maya Jamma then cuts to Claudia and asks how things are with Casey, and she says, we're friends now, it's in the past, I'm so glad to see him happy. She's still single, and her DMs are popping. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Maya Jamma asks Keenan if he has slid into Rosie's DMs, and he's like, we're just friends. But yeah, we did a friendly check-in when we all got out of the villa. Maya Jamma then catches up with Olivia, Maxwell, Jesse, and Will. Maya Jamma asks how things are going with Olivia and Maxwell. They say things are good. They're going in the direction of boyfriend and girlfriend. Maya Jamma then brings up that they questioned Jesse's loyalty to Will. Have they spoken to Jesse and Will about this? Olivia says, me and Jesse are going to go have a breakfast and catch up about it. Kind of talk about it outside of this space, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse says the past is in the past. Maya Jamma asks Jesse how she feels about Casey getting the shadiest moment. Jesse says he deserved it. Everybody mm-hmm. laughs about it. But it seems like she's like kind of laughing about it like they have probably processed it already between the two of them and like the second that they're out of the villa it's so interesting like they're all bearing the hatchet they're all like oh yeah you deserved it you shady fucker like but they really have put the drama like they're just they're not in the environment anymore and so they aren't reacting to things in the same way it's so interesting to see the switch yeah things just don't have the same weight Mm -hmm. once you're out of that bubble and so you're just kind of like, why do I give a shit about this? Yeah. You know, Maya Jamma then brings up the fact that people on social media have said that when Jesse cries, there's no tears that come out. Mm-hmm. Jesse makes a joke like, I think I just need to drink more water. But mm-hmm. honestly, it's really rare that I can ever get a tear out of my eye, hmm. which was interesting. I think that's weird. I agree. <laughs> How do you cry but not cry? 
I don't know. I cry all the time. I same. Uh, I've cried like soft, three times today. Soft cancer girlies. <laughs> My hydrated queen. Hydrated queen. I really am. <laughs> I drink a lot of water. That's good. Anyway, Maya Jamma then talks about all the farm posts that Will and Jesse have been posting on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Will says, they're lo- we're loving it. That's how he puts it. They went to the mm-hmm. farm. They lived it up in London. Maya Jamma asks about going to Australia or Jesse moving to the UK. Will says that the plan is for Jesse to go to the farm with him, help him lamb, and then go to London, live there for a bit, and then go to Tasmania. Tazzy. I was confused about this because it was something that was kind of like brought up in moments, but never really like in depth discussed on the show that Jesse was planning on moving to London. But now I'm like, is that not the case? I'm a little confused about it, too, because it's like they're going to go to London, live there for a bit and then go Mm -hmm. to Tasmania. I wasn't sure if if Will meant like we're going to hang out in London together for a while and then go hang out in Tasmania for a while together. Or if we're going to go hang out in London for a little while and then move to Australia. It was unclear. Yeah. Anyway, either way, we wish them the best of luck. (laughs) And I really hope it works out because we've really been backing them for the past two months. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We're getting so close to the end. So Maya Jamma asks Olivia and Maxwell about their plan. And Olivia says, baby steps. It's so different to be out of the villa, but we're happy with how things are. And then we see After Sun Best Bits, and the show ends. I just want to make a note that Olivia Maxwell have broken up. (laughs) Oh, really? How did they announce it? I saw it in an article that came up on my Google front page. It says, Love Island's third couple hits the rocks as Hunk leaves girlfriend and jets off abroad. Oh, I saw... You commented on that picture. I did, uh, from Mexico, but Olivia also commented on it. Ah, what'd she say? I don't know, something about him being back in a tropical place. Okay, who knows? Well, anyway, we'll keep you all updated. We'll definitely try to sprinkle in some updates and tea and news in the next few weeks as we continue to put out episodes. But yay! We've did it! We did it! Whole season! Holy shit! Whole season we did! Our first whole recap season! I hope everybody enjoyed that as much as I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Okay, so let's do our (laughs) season-long awards. I am very excited to get into this. Mara, Mm -hmm. who was your most toxic islander of the season? Okay. There were a lot of options. There were. Lots of toxicity. I'm going to give this award to the one and the only Olivia. Because (laughs) I could give it to Tanya. I could give it to Ron. Yep. But, A, I don't want the Ron stands in my DMs again. They are going to be. They're going to be after this episode. I could have given it to Tanya, because, but I did want to just because she's already been through so much. I feel like she's watching this back and is like, holy shit. Oh, no. But Olivia, she deserves it. She was very toxic. Her toxicity is what toxicity is what brought us all together in mm-hmm. a lot of different moments. She's mm-hmm. never taken accountability. And for that, she wins most toxic of the season. <laughs> Who was your most toxic Islander? My most toxic Islander of the season was also... Olivia. Nice. 
for we all agreed. Those reasons. Good. Although she did take a little bit of accountability at the reunion, but that's true. Yeah, she yeah she just was the most toxic in every way. She was toxic with the girls, which is something that I really struggle with. Like she was mm-hmm. always picking drama and kind of you know as we've said a million times, a dog with a bone, not letting things go when it came to. Mm-hmm. Zara, Sammy, obviously Kai, just always taking things so personally and yep. having extreme main character syndrome. That's a fact. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was your most shocking moment of the season? This is the one that I'm struggling with. I think it's so hard to look back on the whole season and choose most shocking moment Mm-hmm. But I am going to say, just because of the implications with Akasa Bomb winning and with a non-OG couple winning out of a group of OG couples or a few OG couples, my most shocking moment of the season is Kyan Sanam winning and shocking in a yeah. wonderful way. I'm very happy about it. It is like a turn of a tide. Mm-hmm. I think it's very indicative of what we were talking about. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but the like idea that the public want to see news stories. Mm. They want to hear something different. Mm. And this season, what they wanted was just someone who was just two people who got along. Yeah. I think that was last week talking about how the original strategy of the show is becoming a little bit outdated. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. What was your most shocking moment of the season? This was really hard. Um, I ended up just going with Tanya bringing back Martin from Casa more because that moment was the most cemented in my mind. Mm -hmm. I will always remember the feeling, I think, of Mm -hmm. like seeing that happen, knowing all the lead up to it. It wasn't necessarily shocking in that like she brought him back and I like could not fucking believe it. Mm -hmm. But it was like. The, the weight of it because they had already said I love you and like yeah. Shaq was clearly not turning and I can't fucking believe Tanya made the error of turning her head. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Un-fucking-real. So yeah, that Absolutely. was my most shocking moment. All right. And our final season-long award for now is going to be who was your MVP of the whole season? I'm gonna go with Tom Mm -hmm. because Tom made it into the top four finalists Mm -hmm. he got a solid girlfriend out of it Mm -hmm. solid relationship I think he had a lot of character redemption Kai also did Mm -hmm. I would I would kind of pair them in the same sort of vein they both had a lot of like character development Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna lean Tom just because I think he'll have a longer lasting effect on the outside. Yeah. Who who was your MVP? Would you like to guess? <sighs> no. I want you to tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My Sammy? MVP. No, I, I considered Sammy. I considered Tom. I also considered both Kai and Sanam. Yeah. I mean, Sanam, unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. what she did this season. The only girl coming out of Casa more going to the fucking end and winning it. Winning. Like, yep. An unbelievable season for Sanam. Very historic. Absolutely one of the MVPs of the season. But this is just a personal award for me. I could not give it to anyone other than my king, Shaq. 
Oh, Shaq. MVP <laughs> for Shaq. Okay, tell me more about why. Listen, I think that Shaq this season had a lot of really, really hard things to overcome. True. He had a lot of errors in so quickly telling Tanya that he loved her and becoming exclusive with her. That was mm-hmm. not a good play from Shaq early on in the season. Yeah. I think that in general, what he did in consistently calling out the boys' bad behavior early on in the season was integral in them changing course and being less toxic. I do think that in general, the boys of the season were less toxic than I can remember the boys being. And I give Shaq a lot of credit for that. Mm -hmm. I also think that he did really redeem himself. I mean, even though they had a really different run in the show than is normal or expected or maybe ideal him and tanya made it to the final they don't have a ton of instagram followers and i do think that that is less to do with their play and more to do with them being a black couple which i also unfortunately think is a part of the reason that they only got two percent of the vote even though there are a lot of valid reasons to not vote for them just as the couple and then the play that they did have throughout the course of the season yeah But, yeah, I just think that he was a really consistently good person, a really consistently good friend. I have loved him the entire season. I think that he came out of the show with fewer male friendships because he wasn't just being one of the boys. But I think that it was an extremely important role that he played, and I I hope that it changes the course of the show. I honestly do. I've always very much been in his corner, so who would I be to leave that corner now? I think that's a great answer and really very well executed explanation as to why. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, Tom. <laughs> You're like, here's my dissertation on why Shaq was MVP. I mean, I've been <laughs> writing this dissertation for the past two months. Everyone's heard it. It's <laughs> true. No, that was great. Yay. I agree. Well, do you have anything oh my you'd gosh. like to say? I'm just really happy and proud of us. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we made it to the end of our first season. I know. And I think we should talk a little bit about what our listeners can expect from us during the off season. Yeah. So we're obviously definitely going to recap the summer season of Love Island. Obviously. Whether it be an all-star season or a normal season, we'll be there for it. Yes, exactly. In the meantime, we're going to take some uh, time to interview people that we know who have influenced us into watching the show who we've influenced into watching the show people who we feel like just will have an interesting unique take that you guys will all enjoy and hopefully will also be funny and entertaining (laughs) no definitely will also be funny and entertaining yes yeah i'm excited i think we're gonna get a lot of different opinions Mm -hmm. and i'm really looking forward to it Yeah, so we'll be doing that. And like I said, we'll also keep you all updated about any breaking news that these Islanders come out with in the next few months. Any breakups, any progression in their relationships. We will talk about it all. Oh, yeah. We'll keep you posted on all the hot tea coming out. We look forward to the summer season. All right, guys. Well, with that, thank you all so much for joining us. And we We cannot wait wait to to chat chat with you next week. Next week. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok.
rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.